Horn Free Radio, episode 68. Today I'll be answering your questions, including Are you still doing the podcast? How long does it take to quit porn? What's worse to relapse in porn or masturbation? And many more. So stay tuned. Welcome to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast where motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn get hope and take action. Even if you feel lost right now or out of control, you can recover and live a meaningful life, free from shame and full of love. Now here's your host, coach and podcaster, Matt Dobschutz. All right, welcome back to Porn Free Radio. This is the podcast for guys who want to live 100% porn free, and I'm excited to record a new show for you. It's been a crazy spring. It really has. Uh, I'm in Chicago here. The sun is coming up. It's getting warmer. The uh, guys are out mowing lawns in my neighborhood. It is a, a great time of the year. And I'm really excited about Porn Free Radio. I mean, we have really, over the winter, just grown as an audience and community. And part of it is is really evidenced in the amount of email I'm getting. I was printing out emails from the last few weeks. Uh, I mean, I'm overwhelmed by how many questions there are, how many stories of hope I'm getting in my inbox. And so that's just a testimony to you guys taking action to really interacting with this content. And I'm excited. I'm excited. So I'm going to dig into some of those questions today. I've teased a couple. Are you still doing the podcast? We'll get into that. Uh, Other questions like how long does it take to quit porn? Uh, What's worse to relapse in porn or masturbation? Um, What if you haven't hit rock bottom? What can you do? Uh, And more. So we'll get into that. But first, I want to talk to you about sprint coaching. I'm not going to talk a lot about it today, but coaching is a way that I work one-on-one with guys And it's the fastest way to get a plan in place because you're accountable, because you're you're going through the steps of putting a plan together with someone who's been there before. Uh, A lot of times we're going to talk about accountability partners and some other stuff in this show. A lot of times what happens is we don't have the right person at the right time to really help us grow. And so sprint coaching is a way to put that person in place. When you're struggling to find an accountability partner or someone local, uh, that's where coaching really comes in. Plus, you get the benefit of just my recovery and some of the things that I've learned. So if you're interested in coaching, go to my coaching page at pornfreeradio.com slash coaching, pornfreeradio.com slash coaching. And we can get started there. The way you start is you fill out a short application. Then we have a 30-minute call where we just talk about your needs and assess whether coaching is right for you. And I'll go over all the financial costs and things like that. A lot, of, a lot of people have concerns about the cost, and I get that. So that's a time to ask your questions and to make a decision. All right. So go to pornfreeradio.com coaching to get more information. And I hope uh, to talk to you soon. All right, so let's get into some of these questions. One thing that's been great is I've not only been getting questions, I've been getting a lot of stories of hope. Just people saying I've put something into action or I've had a streak. Uh, I've done more than I've done in the past. 
And so it's been great. So I'm going to be trying to read these over the next few episodes, some of these hope stories and share them here. So let's start with the question that I've been asked more in the last few weeks. It it came from episode 66 where I kind of went off the cuff. I got a little hot under the collar. I got excited. I used, I had a lot of passion. And I think some people thought it was a resignation. So one, one email that I got uh, was really clear. Uh, it was from a guy named, he's got kind of a, a fake email name. I think Struggle is his name. Um, anyway, Struggle writes, are you still doing the podcast? I wanted to let you know that I got a lot of strength and encouragement from your podcast. And recently I went on a 30 day streak for the first time in my life because I took your advice and made a written plan. Please continue with the podcast. It helps a lot of people out there all the best. Well, Struggle, that is awesome. First of all, it's awesome that you went 34 days for the first time in your life. I also love that you wrote a written plan. That is so exciting. If you're new to the show, if you go back uh, about 11 episodes to episode 57, you can listen uh, to a planning process where I walk you through how to build a written plan for yourself uh, to go porn free. So go back and get that at pornfreeradio.com slash 57, pornfreeradio.com slash 57. I'm sure that's what Struggle did. But that is so cool that you got to 34 days. And okay, so let's, let's, let's identify the elephant in the room here. I think what happened was, you know, I got a little excited uh, in that episode. It wasn't my normal episode. And, it's, and I think some people heard the frustration. And I think it came out of a place that was more about me. It was about me. It's, some of this work is difficult and, and overwhelming, uh, just, just trying to help people. And, um, and so, and I think what ends up happening is sometimes when there's disappointments, when people are coming at me and, um, being somewhat passive, or I'm feeling like they're wanting me to take responsibility. That's, that's what got me going. So, you know, that's what I said. That's what I did. I did that episode. I did the follow-up episode 67 and talked a little bit more about that, dug in a little more into to where I come from, just in terms of being passive and what it looks like to be active. And that was kind of it. But I think what also contributed is I've been a little inconsistent about releasing podcasts. So I think what happened is people heard that podcast. Uh, and then I actually went on a family vacation after it was released. And uh and was a little inconsistent following it up. And I think that's what happened. The inconsistency married with my um, my passion in that episode uh, just led to people wondering what's the future. But the future is the podcast. I definitely will keep doing the podcast. I have so many ideas to keep going. And it's just really at this point getting the time to record and publish the shows. That's That's really it. So... No worries there that the podcast will end. I will keep going. There's lots of things that I'm planning for upcoming shows. So no worries there. Uh, On that note, I got another email and this was from Joel. He wrote, I just heard your latest podcast. I think this was a few weeks ago around episode 66 or 67. I just heard your latest podcast and wanted to reach out uh, in support for what you were saying. I've been porn free for 13 months now. 
And a lot of that is thanks to you and your podcasts. I've been listening to your podcasts regularly for the past eight to nine months, and it's been incredibly helpful to my recovery. I have a game plan uh, that I've been using since the beginning of my journey. Included in my game plan were many things that I didn't want to give up. I had to put security apps on my phone, admit my addiction to my best friend, and continue to be accountable on a basis, on a daily basis with my wife. Gave up movies and shows that I once loved, and I've been an active member of the NoFap community since the beginning. I took your advice long ago when you said how important it was to help others because it keeps you accountable to others and reminds you of your past struggles. I truly believe that's been one of the biggest keys to successful maintenance from relapse. I just wanted to say that I totally support everything you said in your podcast. I really hope you continue the show and I like the supportive attitude attitude that you have to help guys through relapses as long as they're willing to learn from their mistakes. We've all been there and relapsed before. We know what that's like. You're an inspiration for me and countless other guys who listen to you. Continue to offer your advice and wisdom for guys who are serious about the recovery. Those guys that aren't willing to change their lifestyles just aren't ready to quit. This is a choice they have to make. I hope they choose wisely. Well, Joel, thanks so much. Again, I'm totally excited by this email. And it's not because of the fact that you're you know, complimenting Porn Free Radio or me. It's the action you're taking. That is the biggest compliment to me. I love all these things. You have a game plan, meaning just like struggle, you have, I'm assuming, a written plan that you've put together. And it includes things that are tailored to you, things like shows that aren't, aren't safe for you. It's not about a one-size-fits-all plan. It's something that you put together. And you didn't just put together a plan and, and kind of put it in a box. You shared it with your friend. You've been t- sharing daily with your wife. Um, you've been involved with the NoFap community. So it's like you're using people and planning together. I love it. And again, you know, I just wanted to reiterate, I'm not going anywhere. This show is going to keep going. There's been so much momentum and so much energy that's been building up uh, through the winter and into the spring here. And I cannot wait to keep doing this stuff and to doing more. I'm getting more and more uh, ideas and, and moving forward. So, so Joel, thanks so much for your email. And again, your story just provides a lot of hope. I mean, porn free for 13 months. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. That is a great, it's not just a streak at this point. You know what this is? This is a lifestyle. You've made a lifestyle change. And even if you relapse tomorrow, if you put your plan back in place and did all these things that you've been doing, you're in a different way of life now. You are, you've made a complete lifestyle change. And so you can recover even from a relapse. And, and that's what I love. It's because you've been doing all these things. You know, the worst thing is a streak where you're not growing. You know, some guys come to me and, you know, some guys are really resilient. They can gut out a 30 or 60 day streak without really doing anything, not checking in, 
not really following a plan, just literally just kind of white knuckling it. And what ends up happening is they, they get disappointed, something happens, and then they're right back in the porn. Uh, but someone who's actively growing in recovery during a streak, that's where you see the, the real growth. And even if you have a relapse in there, if you're doing active recovery, meaning you're really pressing into community, you're following a written plan, you're making your plan stronger, you're going to grow. Even with a relapse, you're still going to be better off. I'd rather have a guy who relapsed you know, a couple times this year and grew than a guy who got to 365 days just kind of gut, gutting it out on, on willpower. Joel, I'm so excited for you and you're just a, a great example of what someone can do if they really press in. So keep going and keep me updated on how you're doing. All right, let's get into some of these other questions. Some of them, boy, they're tough questions. So I'm going to kind of go through them. Some of these maybe are full episodes and maybe I'll do them in the future, but it's worth identifying them now. Now, one that came in from someone whose name I'm withholding because I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but the, the question was basically this. I'm 21 years old. I've been addicted since I was 13. I used to not be able to go two or three days without porn. Now I watch about every seven days and I've been working on it for nine months now. I feel frustrated that I haven't progressed further. In your expertise, how long does it take to quit porn? Now, this definitely could be a full show. Uh, how long does it take? Well, the cliched answer, the answer that you don't want to hear is, this is a process that takes a very long time. And it's the reason why it takes a long time is because the reason we go to porn is because we're trying to take care of ourselves. And what are we trying to take care of? We're trying to take care of pain. Now, pain isn't always just, um, uh, you know, something traumatic that happened in our lives. It can be stress. It can be anxiety. It can be internal needs about wanting to be loved or, or seen or affirmed. There's all sorts of things. It can be wanting to take care of ourselves when we've done a good job, something to reward ourselves with. So how long does it take to recover from porn? Well, how long does it take to deal with the pain and the hard things in your life? See, that's a, that's a harder question to answer, right? And you're 21. So uh, I'm 45 now and I'm still working on the pain. Now, I have gotten some recovery so that I'm not using porn to cover the pain, but I'm still working on the pain. I'm still working on the hard things in my life. I'm still working on disappointment. I'm still working on not feeling loved. There's tons of things I'm doing to continue to recover. So I think the short-term answer to your question is how, how long does it take to quit porn? Well, if you start putting a plan together, and we've just talked about this in episode 50, you know, 57, I mentioned it earlier. Um, if you start putting a plan together and executing the plan, you can stop the porn behaviors. You can start to reduce the amount of relapses, reduce 
how much you're actually going to the porn if you build a strong plan. Just like we were talking about with Joel, the idea that he's got an accountability partner who he's honest with, he's daily checking in with his wife, he's working with uh, an online Reddit group. There's, there's a whole bunch of things he's doing as a part of his game plan. If you start to put that in place, you can put some distance between you and the porn. But how long does it take to really recover really is how long does it take for you to get healing in the areas that you really need healing, whether it's wounds, trauma, um, whether it's dealing with negative feelings, all those things are the tough work. Um, and that's why I said that this is really a lifestyle change. Leaving porn is really uh, a journey into discovering more of yourself and more of what your needs are and learning how to communicate and get those needs met with others. And that's not easy. And I think when you're 21, it's hard to see that because, you know, you're, you're young and, and it feels overwhelming. You know, just to encourage, you know, seven days is a big deal for a guy who's 21. Now, would I like to see you press in and go farther? Absolutely. But you need support. You need some of those things that we were just talking about with Joel to really get farther. But don't get discouraged. I, you know, as a 21-year-old, I was a mess. I was a legit mess when it came to porn. And so the fact that you're interacting with this material, that you're listening to this podcast, you are farther ahead than I was. So, you know, some of these guys who, who I, you know, I was talking to one guy and he was kind of putting me up on a pedestal, my recovery. And I'm like, listen, I've had a lot more time to do this but some of these younger guys who are coming up behind, who are investing in learning how to do be porn free, and they're doing it at 21, 22, 17, you guys are going to be so much better off when you're 45. If you just keep investing uh, in this work, you're going to be light years ahead of where I am right now. And I totally believe that. So, so you young guys who are listening, man, take courage. Take courage. Even if you're struggling, you your awareness and where you're at now is much farther than I was uh, when I was 21. So, well, keep working on it there. All right, I got another question here. And this, this title of this was Coming Clean. Uh, the guy who wrote it, his first name is Jacob. Anyway, Jacob writes, your podcast has helped me so much and I really want to thank you. You, sir, are a good, good man. I just had one thing I wanted to ask you about in my porn addiction. I feel like I haven't hit rock bottom yet, but I still want to leave this addiction behind. The thing is, no one knows about my addiction. I've never been caught. My shame has compelled me to keep this secret. How do I tell my wife about this? I think she will be hurt. But after listening to this podcast, I realized this is something I need to do uh, to be able to move on. Any advice would be appreciated. All right. So what does it mean that you haven't hit rock bottom? That's tough. That's tough. Uh, a lot of us have had a wake-up call. We get caught. We get scared by something. Maybe we're afraid we're going to lose our job. Maybe we're afraid we're going to lose our marriage. And that puts us into action. It kind of is the catalyst for us to go into action. And so what happens if we don't have that action in our life? Uh, you know, we haven't been caught. 
we're still sort of uh, under the radar. Jacob, I thought I would share a quote with you. This is a popular quote in recovery circles, and it's, we don't think our way to right action, we act our way to right thinking. The reason why I think this works for you is I think a lot of times people are waiting for rock bottom because the idea is I'm I'm not at rock bottom yet. So when I get to rock bottom, then I'll know that I'm really there and then I'll start acting correctly. You're waiting for basically the mindset of rock bottom to be the catalyst for taking right action. And we do this in lots of different ways. Sometimes we put off recovery. We kind of go, you know, well, you know, after this significant event, this stressful thing that I need to get through, then I'll recover. Or once I get a week of, um, of abstinence, I'll get a week of recovery, you know, where I'm clean, and then I'll start telling people. You know, then I'll start building a plan. But what ends up happening is we never quite get to where we want. We don't ever get the right type of thinking. And so the truth is we don't think our way to right action. We act our way to right thinking. You know, you have some ideas here. You talked about coming clean with your wife, and but not knowing what her reaction will be. And that's something you haven't done. There's an action that you can take. And believe me, if you tell your wife, no matter what her reaction is, it's going to require action on your part. It's going to require that you change, that you do things differently, because she'll know. The same way as if you, if you told a friend of yours, if you were honest or you had a safe person in your life who you could tell. Once you start telling people, then you have to respond with right action uh, because the consequences are higher. There's more accountability. Right now, there's no accountability for you. No one knows. Um, so there's no one kind of looking at your life and, and giving you feedback. So don't wait around for, for the mythical rock bottom because it might never come. Yeah, I think of the joke that we tell on the show sometimes. When's the best time to quit porn? Uh, well, the best time to quit porn was 10 years ago. But the next best time to quit porn is today. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, if you... If you had the perfect uh, rock bottom moment uh, where you became aware of what you were doing and, and all the costs and, and then your mindset changed and then you decided to do this, that would be great. And if you did that a few years ago, that would be awesome. But if you're waiting for those perfect things to line up, uh, chances are they might not happen and you can talk yourself out of this. So I would start looking at ways that you can accelerate being known, being seen, being honest with the people in your life. And it might start with your wife. It might need to start with a buddy. I'm not sure, Jacob, who else is in your life. But if you really want to take hope and take action, don't wait for right thinking. Take right action. Let's go to another one here. This one's about an accountability partner. Looking for a male to keep me accountable. Uh, hey, Matt, thanks so much for the podcast. I may email you with my whole story someday. But long story short, listening to your podcast has been a huge step in replacing bad habits with good habits. It's cool to have positive habits. I agree. Thanks. This is from Jack, by the way. Um, all right. I'm struggling right now. Jack writes this. I'm struggling right now 
with finding someone to vent to and contact in troubling situations. I've thought about letting a male friend in on some of these issues, but I think it would be better to have someone who I don't already know who's gone through the same issues. What are your suggestions for finding someone like that? Is it better to look online uh, in groups like Reddit, etc., or call organizations like SA? Just wanted to see if there was a safe place to look for that type of accountability person. No rush. I know you get tons of emails, but thanks for everything you do, Jack. All right, Jack. I think this is a question that comes up a lot. It's okay. You've decided this is an issue. You've started working on a plan. And one of the things I say is your plan isn't active until you've shared it with another person. And so a lot of guys get to the point where they've kind of maybe written a plan, but they don't have anyone to really work it with. They don't have anyone to check in with. They don't have anyone to get feedback from. And that's tough. So Jack mentions a couple of resources. One is there's a couple of big threads on Reddit. One is called NoFap, N-O-F-P. Another one's called Porn Free, which, uh, which uh, coincidentally, or not coincidentally, is how I got the name Porn Free Radio was from the Porn Free subreddit. Um, there's also one called NoFap Christians, if you're a Christian And they're basically online communities, threads where you can start to to post messages and get feedback from people. Uh, One of the challenges is it's tough to take that connection, that online forum connection, and and move it into a one-on-one accountability. Now, some of the groups offer ways to match people, or you can ask, uh, would someone uh, like to help keep me accountable? And sometimes that works. I've, I've, I know guys who have accountability partners directly from doing that. And so it really comes down to who are you comfortable with? And maybe if you post enough, you start to get to know some of the people and you can take it offline. That is a way to do it. What are some other ways? Well, calling essay is, is an okay idea. Um, but what really you need to do is go to essay meetings. Uh, sometimes people make this mistake. It's There's no reason to call an essay meeting other than to find out what time it's meeting. Because everything that happens in essay is in the recovery group. And essay is like Sexaholics Anonymous. There's also SLA. Um, there's SAA. You can look. There's different fellowships that are related to sex addiction. And there's probably one in your area. The key is to go visit. Each group is different. And the what happens in group is what really is the group. So you can call someone and all you're going to get is a volunteer who dis, who's volunteering to take phone calls. That's, that's all it is. It's not someone who is paid by SA or someone who works for them, a counselor or whatever. It's a 12-step group, meaning there's no leaders. So you go to the program. So the, the best thing to do is if you want to um, meet someone in person, go to a group, go to an SA group, just you know, find out when it meets and go to it. And then when you get there, start looking around and listening to people when they check in, how much recovery have they had, how sober have they been, um, and look for someone who has what you want. 
Okay, this this is just someone who's farther along, who's had more recovery than you. And you start to connect with that person. You talk to them after the meeting, you, you, you invite them for coffee. At some point, maybe they could be a sponsor. Maybe they're just a peer who can help. The other thing about essay groups is they usually have phone lists. So, you know, you're, you asked um, Jack, you know, who could you call when you need to vent in troubling situations? If you go to a group in your area and you start going, even if you go once or twice, you can get a phone list. You can copy down phone numbers. And guys in, in SA groups are used to using the phone. That's one of the main things. That's a tool. That's a tool that they have in SA is to use the phone. So if you need some phone numbers to call, go to a group, start meeting people, get the phone list. And if you have a troubling situation, pick up the phone and go down the list. Just the habit of reaching out and trying to call, even if you leave messages, is so disruptive to your porn habit. The process of calling people uh, really starts getting you out of porn think. And if you get someone on the phone and you can talk through stuff, that's even better. But that's a really simple thing. Go to an essay group, get the phone list. Uh, there's online essay groups. Uh, there's some, some call-ins where you can do calls. Uh, I don't know how well that works, but you know that's something you could do too. Another thing to look for is, is there a church in your area that offers a recovery group? There's a, a recovery group called Celebrate Recovery in a lot of churches. Some churches have men's groups devoted to porn recovery. And you're probably asking me, Matt, well, I'm not a, a Christian or I'm not this, I'm not that, I don't, I don't have this belief system. Listen, you're wanting for strategies for meeting guys who are working on this. If you found a group in your area, even if it was religiously based, you know, you might be able to meet some guys there who you can reach out to. And I wouldn't necessarily take it off the table just because of the belief system. You know, even if you go to an SA group, there's going to be a higher power talk and, 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 you know, they do see it as a spiritual and emotional addiction. And so you're not going to totally avoid that. But what you can do is you can meet people who are dedicated to recovery. And that's what you really need. So the key is looking for people who are, are working on getting recovery. And it's not so much about, you know, what type of background they have with their faith or what, whether they totally line up with your beliefs on every level. Uh, it's do you share a common goal of getting recovery in, in, in this area of addiction and porn addiction? One other thing you could consider is paying for help. Now, I know what you're thinking. Matt, is this just a ploy for coaching services? No, it's not. I remember when I was leading a ministry at my church, this is probably 10 years ago, I was struggling with finding some people to not only hold me accountable, but to really talk through some of the challenges I had in running this ministry. And, you know, I had a pastor that I was working with, but he wasn't really available to me on a weekly basis. And I had a team that was that I was, uh, you know, overseeing. But, you know, I was kind of leading them and it wasn't quite a, a relationship where I was able to go to them with stuff that was coming up for me. 
And I talked to a friend who was a leader in another city. I said, what do you do? And he goes, well, you know, I, I pay for help. He went to see a therapist and he just saw that as part of what he was doing in ministry is to get some of that outside perspective and that help from someone else uh, with his struggle as he was leading. And I thought about it. I went, you know, that's such a, that's such a, you know, no brainer idea. It's like in other areas, when we need help, we go see an expert. Let's say we wanted to, you know, lose a certain amount of weight. We might go see a dietitian to work on our food plan. If we wanted to do some strength ready, we might hire a trainer. If we wanted to do our taxes, we'd hire a CPA. We don't, def- we don't depend on just our friends and just the people around us, you know, for specialized support. Recovery is a multi-pronged attack. You need as many things in your toolbox as possible, whether it's an essay group, a coach, whether it's supportive spouse, a group of guys that you meet with, a one-on-one accountability partner. You need as many different tools as possible. An accountability partner is one of those tools. But don't discount uh, your need for help, especially if you're in any sort of transition, if you're moving, if you travel a lot, if you're in a new city, a new church, those types of things, it's hard to make, to, to build those supportive relationships overnight. So if you have to hire someone for a short period of time, consider doing that. Don't let uh, this idea that you should be able to just organically put together a group of people who can support you on a weekly basis together overnight. I mean, it's just difficult to do that. So consider that as one other uh, option. Okay, let me get into this last question. I teased it at the top and it came, it's a very simple email. It came uh, from Joachim and it said, Hi Matt, thanks for your great contribution. I wondered about what's worse to relapse in, porn or masturbation? Well, Joaquin, the first place I would direct you is episode 12 of Porn Free Radio. If you go to pornfreeradio.com slash 12, pornfreeradio.com slash 12, you'll listen to an episode there called Is Masturbation Without Porn Bad? And I give you some ideas about how to think about masturbation apart from shame. I talk about five reasons masturbation is not beneficial for people leaving porn and five practical tips in dealing with masturbation. Okay, I dig into that topic there. I spent a whole podcast on it. But let me just spend a minute or two trying to just dig into your question. Really, when it comes to relapses, it really is about where you're going. Because if where you're going is wholehearted relationships where you... um, break through narcissism and press into loving relationships with friends and people in your life, um, then the, the withdrawal in the pornography or masturbation could be just as deadly um, to those healthy uh, goals that you have. So in some ways, it's not much of a difference. Uh, a, a, a relapse with compulsive masturbation and a relapse with, with compulsively looking at pornography not much of a difference. And I think we play a lot of, we do a lot of nuancing where we, where we think 
somehow, well, I just kind of looked at some porn, but I didn't masturbate or I didn't orgasm, so it's not that bad. Or on the, on the flip side, we masturbate with some fantasy, but we're proud of ourselves because we didn't go onto our computer. And so we end up playing a lot of games. So playing games about trying to figure out which one's worse than the other, I just think is a waste of our energy. The better question to be to ask is where are we going? What do we want? Now, I'm not one who's going to say masturbation is wrong in and of itself um, or masturbation is just neutral. What I'm going to say is for me, masturbation and porn went hand in hand. It was like peanut butter and jelly. That's a sandwich that we eat in the U.S. And it's like you can't have one without the other. If I said, tell me something, if you talk to an American, you said, tell me a word that comes to your mind when I say peanut butter. Jelly is going to be the first thing an American's going to say. And a lot of times if you ask jelly, it would be the same. So porn and masturbation, they just go hand in hand. And so if you're trying to be porn free, usually that means you're not looking at porn and you're not compulsively masturbating because they go together. Now, some people have gotten to a point where they've they've stopped looking at the porn. They've starved that part. They've kind of given themselves uh, some leeway with masturbation as an outlet. I'll admit when I first got in recovery, that's kind of what my method was. I didn't particularly limit uh, masturbation and even some fantasy. Now, I don't think it was good uh, long term, but that's that's not what I was focused on at first. At first, I was focused on specific porn behaviors. But as I grew in recovery, I realized it wasn't getting me to where I wanted to go, that the masturbation and especially with fantasy uh, was really going counter to all the things I wanted to do uh, in my recovery. Uh, they were, they were you know, disrupting my relationship with my wife. They were still depending, I was still depending on myself to meet my own needs. It was still narcissistic. There were all sorts of issues with it. So that's what I came to. I came to that. Now, I, I definitely think porn involves other people. It involves specific images. You know, getting into porn, doing a porn binge, you can go to dark places really quick. And so I think there's more danger with porn and with porn behaviors. I don't think you're going to get in that much trouble just masturbating by yourself. But I do think porn behaviors can lead to more dangerous places. Both of them are definitely things to look out for. If, if you're committed to being porn free, pretty much you're committed to having some control over masturbation in your life. It's not your go-to whenever there's stress or whenever there's things that are troubling for you. So that's about it for that. Go to pornfreeradio.com slash 12 and check out that episode. All right. Well, this has been a great episode. It's fun to get into these questions. And believe it or not, I have a stack of more questions and I'll be digging into them in the next episode. Uh, as always, it's great. I love your comments. If you want to leave a comment, you can go to pornfreeradio.com slash 68, pornfreeradio.com slash 68. And feel free to send email to matt at pornfreeradio.com. I'm the only one who checks that email box. And as I said, it's been pretty full lately. I am the only one who reads the emails. But if there's anything you need me to keep private that you wouldn't want me to ever read on the air, please let me know specifically what that is. Also, 
If you have a specific question, try to put it at the front of your email or the end of your email. Uh, Some guys are sharing great stories about their recovery and their lives and history, and I'm trying to find the question. Uh, And if you have a good question in there, I want to be able to use it. So put the question at the front or the the end and, and just give me the background detail in the main body of the email. All right. Until next time, guys, take hope, take action. And remember, we don't think our way to right action. We act our way to right thinking. Be good. Thanks for listening to Porn Free Radio at pornfreeradio.com. To work with Matt one-on-one, go to pornfreeradio.com forward slash coaching and help us get the word out by subscribing to Porn Free Radio in iTunes and leaving a rating and review.